Fort Worth. A co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. It is Friday, August 5th, the feast of one of the most beautiful churches in Rome, and that is uh, St. Mary Major. I have a blog on my Facebook page that is part of my uh, Tease Italy travelitalyexpert.com, all about this amazing, amazing church in Rome and what it means to the church there and around the world. So check it out. Uh, very interesting and kind of fun if you want some fun facts about Bella Italia. Coming up today on a Friday morning, always an honor to have Doug Keck joining us. He gives us great insights as to what's coming up on the network, and that's why we call it the Inside Word. We give you a, a, a few days ahead of time the schedule so you can mark it down uh, on your calendar, make a note so you won't miss any of the fine programming. And again, if you uh, don't catch what Doug is saying, everything is archived at AveMariaRadio.net or any of our guests. You can go back there and check it out. But EWTN.com, always the place to be for all the information. Bottom of the hour, Fact Check Friday. So today we're going to look at some interesting developments happening in the media and their disconnect, how they just can't seem to connect the dots. Now, the ratings are going way, way down for some of the major networks, including cable networks such as CNN, plummeting just plummeting in their profits as well. Now we have some bad news about uh, the Gannett Corporation, which is a large media conglomerate that owns a lot of TV, radio stations, and newspapers, including one of our major papers right here in southeastern Michigan. And they are going to be facing numerous layoffs. I mean, they actually put out a memo just recently in the Pew Center, not the Pew Center, but the Pointer Institute, which is a a media uh, research and educational arm for the industry of journalism, has a big story on their website as well about future layoffs. And very, very soon, they're going to be cutting back in the newsrooms and beyond because of their very bad profit margin. I think a lot of people forget, and we talk about this a lot on this show, and I mention this in all of my books, but the media are a business. In addition to the agenda of their agenda of ratings, money matters, and so money talks. Now, you would think that money would talk enough to grab their attention and to help them look and say, gee, what are we doing wrong? What aren't we doing to connect with our viewers, with our listeners, with our social media followers? But they just don't seem to either want to get it or get it. They can't get out of their bubble, which is what we talked about last week, as a matter of fact, with Bill Donahue from the Catholic League. So if you look at the surveys that are out, and we'll talk more about this at the bottom of the hour, what people say they're concerned with is the, is the opposite of what the media are covering. So obviously if the media aren't covering topics in which people are interested, then they're not going to subscribe to them or follow them. And what happens is when you're an advertiser and you come to a radio station or a newspaper or maybe someone's social media outlet, they will tell you, okay, here are the demographics. Here are the target markets. And you tell us what your target market is, whatever your product is. Maybe you're selling cars. Maybe you're selling water coolers. I don't know, whatever you're selling. Maybe you're selling donuts. Who knows? But what is the target market that you're trying to reach? And here's what we recommend. This is what the salespeople do. Here's what we recommend in terms of the breakdown. Do you want to be on morning drive if you're in radio? Do you want to be on afternoon drive, middays? What's the numbers? What kind of people are listening when or watching when? This is what we do. 
So if they're not hitting their target markets, then the advertisers will come in and say, hey, I'm wasting my money here. And this is what's happening. They're losing a lot of advertising dollars because they're not reaching people, because they're not covering things about which people are concerned. And yet they still are scratching their heads and wondering, gee, what's going on here? A definite disconnect. And interesting, in my travels, I'm back out there on the road, and thanks to uh, all the wonderful folks at the Legatus Colorado Springs chapter, especially Tom and Lori for, for hosting me uh, this week. You know, people are just, they're not, they do not follow the secular media because they don't trust them. And they're not covering, obviously, topics of faith and other topics that interest them. And if they are covering them, they're not covering them fairly or accurately. So this is a very, very important point. We'll kind of dive into it because there's this new survey that's out just this week showing what people care about and versus what the media are covering. So that is our Fact Check Friday. Then wrapping up with a real good uh, conversation with Michael New, and he is a visiting assistant professor of practice at the Bush School of Business in the Catholic University of America. He's also an associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which is a research arm for the amazing Susan B. Anthony List. And so he has a lot of background in research. He's going to talk to us about why we should not um, be overcome, even though we're very disappointed about the outcome of the vote in Kansas the other day, that we keep on keeping on and there's still good news to be had. So should be an interesting show. I hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour of the program. And don't forget, check out everything online at EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net. Let's take a look at the national weather forecast. We're still having a big... Um, issue with the heat out there so be very careful it's august it's uh the time for very warm weather in most of the country so we have dangerously hot summer conditions according to the national weather service persisting in the parts of the central and eastern u.s numerous record high temps likely in the northeast the mid-atlantic and also the central high plains areas of heavy rain may produce flooding in the southwestern u.s and the ohio valley all the way into the mid-atlantic so keep that in mind if you're traveling today and speaking of traveling uh, first of all, thank you to Vanessa Denhagarmo and Andrew Kuchek, my wonderful producer, and Vanessa for uh, guest hosting for me yesterday. After the show today, I hit the airport again and go down to Atlanta, and I'm speaking in suburban Atlanta at the beautiful Holy Trinity Parish, and that's in Peachtree City, Georgia, the home of Quest Radio, and they've been promoting the event. It's a breakfast, and I believe there might be some room left. You might want to give the parish a call. I know that they're... Um, getting close to maxing out but there might be a few more seats it's going to be a great morning i'm doing two talks everything will be done by about uh, 12 30 so you still have half of the saturday left but it's going to be fun tomorrow morning in peachtree city georgia uh, right now let's check the news there's a lot of it and we'll see what's happening in and around the world on a friday well, I do suggest you check out this excellent piece on the Catholic News Agency regarding the tragedy of the deaths surrounding Republican Representative Jackie Walorski and her two staff members, Emma Thompson and Zachary Potts. They were killed in a car accident Wednesday, and it's left many of the nation's capital mourning the loss of the Indiana Congresswoman who was known for her kindness, her service to her country, and her great pro-life leadership. Pro-life groups including Live Action, Students for Life of America, and the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America organizations issuing statements paying tribute to her fight against abortion. Indiana Rep. Jim Banks remembering Walorski as a devout Christian and a passionate advocate for life. CNA reports she had a very strong pro-life voting record, receiving an A-plus rating from the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America group, consistently opposing Democratic attempts to spend federal money on abortions, both at home and abroad, and sought to protect the conscience rights of health care workers as well.
She also served on the House Committee on Ways and Means and was a ranking member for both the Subcommittee on Worker and Family Support and House Ethics Committee. May she rest in peace and her colleagues as well. In other news this morning, Governor Ron DeSantis suspending Hillsborough State County Attorney Andrew Warren effective immediately. In remarks in Tampa, the governor is saying Warren has flagrantly violated his oath and neglected his duty by following a policy of non-enforcement of the law. We are not going to allow this uh, pathogen that's been around the country of ignoring the law. We are not going to let that get a foothold here in the state of Florida. Meanwhile, the former Tampa police chief, Brian Dugan, going even further, is saying that Andrew Warren is a fraud. Who seems intently focused on empathy for criminals and less interested in pursuing justice for crime victims. The governor appointing Susan Lopez to serve as an interim basis. She's most recently been serving as a judge on the Hillsborough County Court. Containment of that McKinney fire in Northern California now at 10% as crews continue to battle that blaze. The fire has now burned nearly 59,000 acres of land. And Dennis Burns with the incident team said that as of now, no major growth is expected. Fortunately, the fire is still in what we call a backing alignment. So we're not expecting it to make any major runs on us or see any significant growth. But it is going to keep backing down to some of the lines that we have in place. Fire death toll remaining at four. The victims' names have not been confirmed, yet the blaze has also damaged more than 100 homes and other buildings. Police are investigating after shoppers at the largest mall in the country were locked down following active incident involving shots fired this week. It happened in the afternoon at the Mall of America in Minnesota. Videos online show dozens of people fleeing the mall as several gunshots are heard in the background. No word on if there are any injuries. Officials at the mall say it appears to have been a very isolated incident involving a shooter near the Nike store. One of the two men charged in the Texas human trafficking disaster, as Trey Thomas tells us, in 53 deaths in a hot trailer in June, is pleading not guilty. Federal prosecutors say 28-year-old Kristen Martinez entered his plea on Thursday. Martinez and 46-year-old Homero Zamorano Jr. face a variety of charges involving transportation of illegals that resulted in death, injury, or life endangerment. If convicted, Martinez and Zamorano could face life in prison or the death penalty. The FBI director identifying violent crime as a growing problem and a top priority for his bureau. Whether it's gangs terrorizing a neighborhood, well-known trigger pullers who keep finding their way back out onto the streets, the violent crime problem is real and it's one we are firmly determined to combat. During a Senate hearing, Chris Ray citing the recent wave of deadly mass shootings in the U.S., calling it devastating for affected communities. Severe storms moving through Baltimore yesterday, leading to flooding down trees and power outages. In Baltimore, Mayor Brandon Scott says parts of the city seeing four inches of rain and more than 60 trees falling. These city residents say the storms brought down large trees in their neighborhoods. I had a rumble. And it's like an earthquake rumble. I heard something crack. The rain starts to pick up. I jumped on the floor. Next thing I knew, I heard my neighbor across the street screaming. The mayor is saying the Department of Recreation and Parks Forestry Division will bring in extra crews to help clear the debris. The governor is saying the state is coordinating with local jurisdictions to deal with the aftermath of those storms. The governor also saying that one local county reported that a water spout came ashore as a tornado causing significant damage as well, and the state stands ready to assist in the local response. However, the weather forecast is saying in that area, severe storms are expected possibly again this afternoon. 
and four people are in critical condition after lightning struck outside the White House. Initial reports say the strike happened at Lafayette Park just before 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Police and emergency personnel rushing to the scene, descending on Pennsylvania Avenue, the street between the White House and Lafayette Park. Two men and two women were then transported to local hospitals. The Oregon Department of Forestry has stopped the process of creating a wildfire risk map that would require property owners in high-risk areas to make changes. 2,000 residents giving feedback after the map was released about a month ago. They pointed out problems with the map. The state has withdrawn the initial map and ended the appeals process. They will review the data, get public input, and then repost it. The code development process for the Oregon State Fire Marshal and the Building Codes Division, meanwhile, will continue. An Illinois family's dog is being credited by, well, the family saying that their dog is a hero for saving the life of neighbors. Lisa Fenwick is the owner of six-year-old Bella and says her dog's barking alerted them at the family's house caught on fire. She's like, Bella just saved our life. The house fire happening in Washington, Illinois, that's outside of Peoria, that's about 150 miles southwest of Chicago. Fenwick planned to bring Bella over to her neighbor's house the morning she was going out of town, but decided at the last minute to drop them off the night before. And that early drop-off, the officials are saying now, the fire officials say that probably saved the family's life. The fire spread rapidly, damaging almost everything, but thanks be to God, no one was hurt. The fire chief in the area say the cause of that blaze is still under investigation. Well, good for Bella. 13 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. It is August 5th, 2022. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Stay safe out there. The weather is going to be a little iffy in certain parts of the country and very warm. When we come back, the latest on the great programming, as always, on EWTN. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. You remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he said, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? <laughs> I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 
Welcome back. Catholic Connection, 16 minutes past the hour. It's great to catch up with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer on the network. How goes the battle, my friend? Uh, what's new in EWTN country? Well, a lot new, obviously. We were just talking a little bit offline about our family celebration coming up uh, right at the beginning of October. Unbelievable. It's not that far away I now. I know, and of right? Of course, it comes right after our radio affiliate meeting, so... A lot of our radio people will be at the event as well, and uh, you know Father Spitzer will be at Yay! the event on uh, Love him. at family celebration. We're going to do a, a kind of an interesting version of uh, Father Spitzer's universe this time with guests, and so that's exciting. And Jeanette will be speaking, and uh, Father Mitch uh, Marcus is scheduled, and there'll be a lot of different people there. So. Uh, and hopefully you'll be uh, floating around as well. So uh, <laughs> floating around say, that sounds funny <laughs> as well over those couple of days. So it's uh, a great time to be. You can check out EW10's website to find out about the family celebration. As far as our programming, it's the site of the Transfiguration of Jesus Mount Tabor mm. is the focus of a documentary we're running today at five thirty p.m. Eastern. Check that out. And tomorrow, that's on Saturday, we're bringing you a solemn mass for the Feast of the Transfiguration from the site of Mount Tabor in the Holy Land. That'll be 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. Also, we've got a fine program uh, that we just premiered recently, Viani Speaks. Uh, it's going to be on on Saturday as well at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, that, of course, Leonardo de Filippis, uh, you know, recounts some of his yes. great uh, mm -hmm. aspects of his life and some of his uh, great uh, speeches. Uh, we've also got a new episode of Call Communion, a very popular show, as you know, on radio, but we also feature it on TV with David Andrews on Monday. Uh, Life is Worth Living, an episode talking about the training of our children. Boy, we could use it now, of course. And that's coming up uh, this next week as well. And then Grace-Filled Living. This is a, a mini-series, five-part, with Father Brian Mullaney, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Great team. They've done several series together. Grace-Filled Living having to do with the cardinal virtues, and that's going to run all next week starting on monday uh father joseph has another episode of the catholic sphere where he's talking about a farmer's faith we've gotten some really interesting and good feedback from that program so that's going to be on tuesday 6 30 p.m next wednesday a very special program and a very special ewtn live well the live program features uh Father Brian Jerebek, uh, who's here in Birmingham, and of course Jim Pinto, and it's uh, they're talking about Father James Coyle. He was the priest who was gunned down in broad daylight uh, years ago in Birmingham for provi uh, providing uh, a, a wedding for an interracial couple. Wow. And uh, so, and and you can find out about that. And on Thursday, then we're going to premiere a new documentary on Father Coyle, and that'll be at 3:30 p.m. and 11 p.m. next Thursday. And it's on the anniversary of his actual death. So check that out. Go to EW10.com. For all the information, go to our on-demand page and YouTube channel all the time for many of the programs you might have missed or maybe you haven't seen before. How are you finding folks, as in thinking of all the opportunities people have to watch in different ways, how are you finding people are watching and taking in the content? Is it, is it changing, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, we, we're certainly seeing an uptick on the web. Uh, I think it's a combination of people's viewing style. It's a combination, I think, of us promoting more the fact that that material is out there. Uh, so we've seen an uptick in our uploads uh, off the web, uh, expansion of our app. And so, you know, I think more and more people 
have gotten used to the idea of a you know kind of an OTT or Netflix. I want to go and see that program, and certainly mm-hmm. we have had that on our Roku device and available in many ways. And sometimes people hear about it but don't quite understand that it works very similarly. And then also having it on our own website with our on-demand page. Uh, and then from the paid side, if you rather than you can get it much cheaper than buying a DVD on our in-demand page on uh, our religious catalog, and then of course our YouTube channel. And so, uh, so many times, as you know, like I just did an interview the other day uh, for a book interview. Now that that show itself may not be on the network for several months, but it will be on our on-demand page and our YouTube channel within a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, it gets out right away. Now we don't hold anything back if uh, we produce material. Uh, many times we'll put it out there right away, even if it's not going to air on the network right away, because the important thing is getting it out in front of people. Yeah. Now, think about uh, when you started EWTN. How long have you been there now? 26 years. So think about what was like years ago, right? When we And, and, and if you go all the way right. back to when you and I started oh, in the media. Oh, <laughs> yes. Think about it. I was yes. thinking about that the other day, because I, when I was at uh, the uh, Colorado Springs Legatus chapter, folks were talking about uh, how to do the show, do you, you know, how does it right. work technology-wise. You're in Michigan, EWTN's in Birmingham. How does it work? Sure. And I was telling him what, what has happened in the last, well, I've been on the air now 41 years, if you want to count right. all the time since I graduated from college. It's scary. But when I think about what we had to work with back then compared to what's going right. on now. Yeah, well, I first started working on radio in 75, so, uh, you know, and when I was jockeying, we, we played records. Uh, right. You know, we played 45s, because uh, I was on more of a, like a top 40 station initially, uh, and everything. Like you know, WKRP in Cincinnati, right? Absolutely. It was WGBB <laughs> Long Island, the Big 1240. Uh, so, you, uh, you know, those kind of things. 623-1240, I still remember the phone number. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so a lot of technology on the TV side, and obviously everything else was on, you know, quarter-inch tape. Uh, for the most part, and you'd have to cut stuff on tape. And then when you went into TV, uh, three-quarter was the format yep. that had just come. Yep. Uh, and that was uh, a smaller format because prior to that, everything was two-inch quad, which mm-hmm. was very expensive. And so it was kind of that, and then that, and then down the road, beta and those things came into uh, play. And now, obviously, everything's digital. Uh, so it's uh, and not even digital machines anymore. It's uh, it's just digital storage, uh, and we're going through. And we've just made a big uh, digital HD transformation of everything. And right now we're looking at a, a storage system that'll allow you to move files between you know twelve different locales in the building, really to make things uh, faster and find clips and material. And so uh, technology is amazing, and it's also great for many people as they're finding, as you see on the web and on YouTube, is entree into into it is not that expensive. Anymore. Right. It used to be mm-hmm. very expensive right. to get involved. Now, it doesn't cost a lot. You get a computer and a, and, a, and, a, and a camera, and you can start producing television, you know, interview programs or podcasts. The only problem is, is you know, there's 8 million podcasts, and at the end of right. the day, people default to the few that they get uh, used to or attracted to. So. Well, and there is also a quality and a content issue, of course, too. The, 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 right. the, it's, there's the good and the bad with it. But what I think is incredible also, I remember that even the transitioning we've done with, for example, covering the March for Life, and now that we have the remote capability with the cameras Absolutely. to be able to move freely. The live views. The right. live views. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff. Cellular yeah. technology to move around without having the old thing where you had to be fixed. And right. then you had to either have a, uh, a truck there or you had to microwave the feed back to another locale to get it back. And, and then you'd run into all these problems because of the trees up there were mm-hmm. problematic. And, uh, you know, trying to get down by the Supreme Court was difficult because the crowd would, you know, you'd do a test ahead of time, but then all the people would be there. And then suddenly right. everybody's cell phone was out and people, were, you know, and so you'd have all these 
problems that you didn't have when you were testing out. So, yeah, it has allowed us, as uh, people can see, even from the ability of uh, doing this program remotely. You mm-hmm. know, I'm in I'm in Irondale, obviously, and, and you're up in Michigan, and, and mm-hmm. certainly many Father Spitzer show. Father Spitzer's in our studios in Orange, and I'm in our EWTN studios when we do that show. Yeah, it's it's just incredible, and, and this is what's so great about it. And, be, and I think what's cool, too, is now you can reach a lot of different audiences. In addition, let's say, to someone who's not that familiar with technology, but now, now the great the outreach for the, the younger folks or the tech-savvy right. folks is a lot of people are not watching in real time because they like to, they, they like to watch at different times of the day. Right, absolutely, and and that's what we're trying to make sure we have uh, material out there and available in in that format as well. You know, formats of materials that are are, are under two minutes or under three minutes. Uh, we did uh, the one called the Catholic Blitz, where Father Trujillo and Father Pregenti challenge each other to answer a Catholic question within one minute and they're on a timer. <laughs> and, I know, you know that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so it, it's that kind of thing of trying to do uh, something. We're working on something called in a, in a, in a, in a pro-life minute uh, and it. some other programs like that, which allow people, because, you know, people look even on YouTube, on the, they look and they say, how long is this? You know, it's gotten to be like, if it's, if it's more than five minutes, people go, well, maybe not. Right. So if it's shorter than that, and, and you know, with, it doesn't take a lot for the whole Holy Spirit to, to to start to work on somebody. If you can get a quick piece of information in their head that makes them stop and think, huh, yeah, you know, that makes more sense than I thought. And also, I think it, it helps you hone your message even more effectively if you can do yep. it quickly, right? Absolutely. Great discussion, and we're so grateful for all the technology that brings us the wonderful programming on EWTN. For all the information, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, coming up. We'll be right back. The Red Mass Committee of Fort Worth cordially invites all attorneys, judges, public officials, their families, and staff to attend the Red Mass on Thursday, September 29th at 6 p.m. at St. Patrick Cathedral in downtown Fort Worth. A reception and guest lecture will immediately follow Mass at the Fort Worth Club. There is no cost to attend the Mass or the reception, but donations are welcome. To RSVP for the talk, visit fortworthredmass.org. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Are you keeping a secret no one knows about? Are you worried your friends would reject you if they knew? We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who have experienced an abortion. Whether you thought it was your only option or felt pressured to make the decision, there is hope and healing available. Come join us August 12th to the 14th for a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. 
Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KTH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. It is a Friday morning. It is Friday, August 5th. We'll be having a beautiful Friday morning. Every Friday at this time, we try to do something called Fact Check Friday, which I began during the election of 2020 because there was so much misinformation out there uh, regarding the candidates and the issues. And, of course, it continues. And we're seeing the uh, fallout of that continuing, especially in the area of pro-life, where they're saying uh, those who are very involved in the great grassroots efforts, and by the way, the Catholic News Agency has a big story on this, catholicnewsagency.com. What happened in the um, Love Them Both amendment, the people were asked to vote yes on it, and it did not pass, and it was beaten rather uh, strongly. And we're going to talk more detail about that particular case with Michael New coming up in terms of the misinformation campaign. But what is, it's, what's interesting, and there's this little bit of this disconnect, and I was talking about this uh, in the past hour with a good friend of mine, Tim Stickle, who runs a beautiful pregnancy resource center in southeastern Michigan. They have uh, amazing, amazing people there. They've been at it for a very long time. And we were talking about uh, the misunderstanding in the media because we know that the trust level is down, and I've talked about this before. There, the Low, low numbers for the press, especially TV news, one report recently finding that only 11% of Americans trust the news media. So then how do you have people believing the misinformation campaign, for example, that happened in Kansas if the trust is so low? Well, I think there's, you have to break it down a little bit. It's not as simple as saying it's, it's with a particular outlet. What the pro boards did, they dumped a, lot of, dumped a lot of money into advertisements. And so that has a big impact as well. Anyway, Michael knew he's a researcher. He's an expert at this as well, so he'll comment. But in general, what we're seeing in the media is the fact that their ratings are plummeting, many of the secular networks, and so are their profits. And we're also seeing this with media conglomerates that own large organizations. For example, if you're looking at the situation with Gannett. Now, Gannett is a big media conglomerate that owns a lot of newspapers and also TV stations. And there's a headline story uh, that's all over the place, actually, especially in media circles. Gannett reports disastrous financial results. Layoffs are coming. Digital subscriptions are up, but as expenses rise, other revenue streams are in a freefall. Gannett recording yesterday, August 4th, a dismal second quarter financially. The company reporting that important revenue sources were down, costs were up, and a loss of $54 million on revenues of $749 million. Strong cost reduction moves are on the way, and the media division heads are saying in the coming days we will be making necessary but painful reductions to staffing, eliminating some open positions and roles that will impact valued colleagues. Gannett stock is already down roughly 45% for the year. It fell another 28.5% in the mid-morning training, indicating Wall Street had not expected such bad results. CEO Mike Reed said in a conference call with analysts at the company's long-term strategy developing paid digital subscriptions 
and digital advertising remained sound, but he made no effort to sugarcoat what happened last quarter and is expected for the remainder of 2022. Okay, so that's Gannett, again, which is a huge media conglomerate. They own a lot of different media outlets. And then you see places like CNN, and they've been going down uh, for years, but now it's just really bad, experiencing a ratings plummet and a huge profit slump. So let's take a look at CNN. The New York Times published a report this week highlighting the recent woes of CNN. The network is on a pace to drop below $1 billion in profit for the first time in years. So that is huge news in terms of media income. This is according to people familiar with its operations amid steep declines in TV viewership. And this is according to the New York Times. And Times noting that CNN's new chair is telling employees not to concern themselves with ratings at the start of his tenure. Now he's trying to, and, and Bill Donahue from the Catholic League addressed this last week when we interviewed him, he's promising to bring it more back to the center. I have a hard time believing this because if that's going to happen, he's going to have to clean house at CNN. It's just not going to happen without that. But he's claiming that the network has to go back to the center, in other words, in being more objective and bringing in more people from the other side of the issue and not just having all liberal news and interviews all the time. Okay, so CNN, uh, again, their ratings are down, their profits are down. According to projections from S&P Global Market Intelligence, CNN's profits are projected to fall below a billion dollars. The last time the network saw profits below a billion was back in 2016. Now, we know the ratings have also plummeted as well. Ratings are down from their Trump-era heights across cable news, but declines at CNN are particularly pronounced. One Wells Fargo analyst telling the Times CNN's declining ratings is especially concerning for the network because when those traditional TV advertisers make spending decisions, they are concerned, and this is what I mentioned earlier, with the total audience size. And trust in the media is at a record low. According to a recent Gallup poll, only 11% of respondents have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the industry, which was a 5% drop from last year. Conservative critics have long accused the mainstream media of a liberal bias. They point to recent stories that the mainstream media has pushed, such as a debunked steel dossier, and described the summer riots of 2020 that stem from Black Lives Matter protests as mostly peaceful. So those are just a few stories that were out of touch in terms of reality of what really happened. And then we see this again in an interesting Rasmussen report that came out earlier this week in terms of what the public is concerned about versus what the media are reporting. And this is this huge disconnect. For example, another big huge disconnect, right, for people of faith is the fact that faith is really covered, and when it is, it's covered negatively or incorrectly. Have you noticed the big push, the story of Britney Spears being upset that she couldn't get married in a Catholic church? and how that story now has gone viral and she's making it sound like the Catholic Church is so mean. Well, bless her heart for wanting to get married in the Catholic Church, but there are certain steps people have to take to get married in the Catholic Church. And that's not a bad thing because it involves marriage prep and it involves the state of the, of the person's situation. And then one person has to be Catholic if you're getting married in the Catholic Church. But the media did a very poor job of covering this and making it, made it a very sensational story in terms of her wanting to get married in the Catholic Church. So these are types of, this is just a small example. That's one example very recently. That's why I'm grabbing it. This is what happens. But if you look at the surveys, for example, of what people are concerned about, this is a Rasmussen poll that came out this week. The economy, gas prices, inflation, overall economic issues top the list. Then you get into violent crime, election integrity, 
school issues, abortion rights, that's gone up. It's about 75% now. So these are the main issues that people are looking at. They want to learn more about. And then you look at what the media are covering and what they're consumed with. Climate change, the Capitol riot investigation, COVID-19, LGBTQ issues, and the Ukraine war as well. Now, I would say a lot of people of faith are concerned about the Ukraine war, but this was a, a situation that was, in terms of a survey, the general public. But for the most part, the media are missing the mark in terms of covering stories that are important to the average American, especially right now with inflation out of control at 40-year record highs. And they're actually aiding and abetting this administration and calling it not a recession, despite the reality of the situation with the GDP, but calling it a transition. And interviewing different members of the administration and different officials around the country who are claiming, oh, inflation doesn't bother me, I'm fine. Well, good for you. What about the average person out there? And so they're not connecting. They're more invested in putting forth an agenda, and it's costing them ratings. And at the end of the day, it's costing them a ton of money. Will this help them wake up and smell the cappuccino, as I like to say? One could only hope and pray. We'll be right back. Fall season is just around the corner, and that means it's time to have some fun at parish festivals. Join St. Jude Catholic Church in Allen for a fun-filled weekend of carnival rides, turkey legs, funnel cakes, games, food, and more in carnival setting. The St. Jude Courtyard Carnival will be in full swing on Saturday, September 10th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. with food extended to 8 p.m. For more information, visit stjudeparish.com forward slash 2022-carnival. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Are you a woman hungry for something new, something different? Do you need spiritual food for your journey? St. Mary's Catholic Church in Sherman invites all women to the Mary and Martha Women's Retreat. The retreat takes place Saturday, September 10th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the parish. The guest speaker is Kim Brown. For more information and to register, call 903-893-5148. That's 903-893-5148. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. August 5th. Hope your day is going well. Michael New joining us again. New visiting. Michael New is a, new, is a visiting professor, assistant professor of practice at the Bush School of Business at Catholic U, an associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, 
And, of course, a Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow at Americans United for Life, a, a great background to talk about all things life. Michael, great to have you on the program again. And you mentioned in this recent article for the Federalist, pro-lifers need not despair over the Kansas abortion setback, and here's why. Oh, please do tell, because I know our hearts were broken, because the church worked so hard. Archbishop Nauman was with us on Monday, and they really got out door-to-door and, and got in front of this thing, but it still didn't seem to have the impact that they needed. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, it was disappointment and a setback. It's it's no fun to lose. But I always remind pro-lifers that we were never promised a smooth uh, glide path to victory, uh, that even after Roe v. Wade, we're going to have disappointments and setbacks, and this is one of them. But we shouldn't despair uh, for a few reasons. First off, there's a lot of research on direct democracy that shows that money plays a very big role in who wins these uh, ballot initiative campaigns. And unfortunately, we were outspent. Uh, we were outspent by more than a million dollars, and uh, that didn't help. Uh, you know, secondly, pro-lifers can do well in direct democracy, but usually it's when we propose something incremental. You know, we did succeed in using direct democracy to pass parental involvement laws in Montana, Alaska, Florida. We stopped taxpayer funding of abortion through direct democracy in Colorado, Arkansas, and West Virginia. But this was not seen by a lot of people as incremental. Uh, the short-term impact of this amendment seemed vague. Uh, our opponents argued that if it passed, it would ban abortion outright in the state. That was not the case. But since the amendment was, you know, a bit vague and didn't have clear short-term implications, you know, I think that hurt us a bit. And third, we'll talk about this more, uh, we're in a very hostile media environment. Uh, since Dobbs, uh, the mainstream media's coverage of abortion has become a lot more biased, a lot more partisan, and those have been very difficult obstacles for, uh, for us to overcome. So how do we go forward then? As, because in Michigan, as you know, we're, we're facing just a very difficult situation with the possibility of this horrific amendment that is going to make Michigan even more liberal in some cases in California and New York. And there's a big uh, media misinformation campaign going on to the point where they were able to get more than double the signatures they needed. Now that they're going through the signatures in terms of seeing if all of them are valid, but since they have more than double of what they needed, chances are they have enough to get this thing on the ballot, um, have it help us in November. So how do we move forward, given the reality of the situation, which you just described so well? Well, keep in mind, I mean, you know, different states present kind of different circumstances. And I think we have some advantages in Michigan that we did not have in Kansas. In Michigan, we have to play defense in a sense. You know, the other side has drafted this ballot proposition. And they've drafted something very radical. You know, this would effectively legalize abortion throughout all nine months of pregnancy. It would make it possible for a non-physician uh, to do abortions. Uh, there's a very good chance it would require taxpayer funding of abortion in the state uh, for the first time probably in over 30 years. So uh, we had to play defense here and kind of pick apart their amendment, which kind of puts us on better terrain politically. So I would, you know, think about that. Another thing I would say is that history might repeat itself. Uh, before Roe v. Wade... Uh, our opponents tried to make abortion policy more permissive through direct democracy. And in 1972, 50 years ago, there was a ballot proposition in Michigan to make abortion legal. And for most of the summer into the fall, it looked the other side was going to win. But in the last week or so of the campaign, pro-lifers got really organized. We had mailers and pamphlets with graphic images of aborted babies, and we won. And we won by like 20 points. So I really want Michigan pro-lifers, don't be discouraged. Ignore the polls. Keep doing pro-life work. And just, you know, stay on this until Election Day. You know, sometimes people don't always reveal their true preferences to pollsters. Sometimes there are surprises on Election Night. 
just need to be determined, keep working hard, and just keep building a culture of life. And I think also, and by the way, we're talking with Michael J. New, visiting assistant professor of practice at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic U, also associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, and his article regarding how we should not be discouraged. I, I, a couple of things. The point that you made at the beginning of the interview, Michael, and I totally agree that we... You know, that's that old song, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden, <laughs> right? I mean, nobody said this battle was going to be easy, and I think we can't rest on our laurels, even though a huge victory with overturning Roe v. Wade, but we still have to roll up our sleeves even further and remember that we still have to be on the front lines, even though this is a big mystery. So it is going to be, I think, hit or miss. But I think, again, your point about Michigan, what we have to do now is let people know this is one of the most extreme amendments ever. In addition to everything you just mentioned, it's also going to remove parental consent, informed consent. It's going to remove the health regulations that we have in place for these abortion facilities, which they're not followed anyway, but it's going to make it even more like the wild, wild west when it comes to abortion. And this whole thing about... Uh, health professional what the heck does that mean it's bad enough now where we know that that many of the doctors are hardly even qualified to perform abortions that are there in these uh, independent abortion facilities but this really is going to make it one of the most liberal states god forbid in the country even more so than california and new york and the thing that is grabbing me is why are so many people signing this and i I, i've talked to people in the pro-life movement and they have friends who signed this and just said oh yeah this sounds like it would be good not even taking the time to look at what this amendment actually is you're right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times, you know, when there's someone collecting signatures, people just want to be diplomatic and agreeable, and often these signature collectors, you know, are paid and compensated per signature, so people just to be gracious or what have you will just sign a petition and go about their life, and I was glad that there were some Michigan pro-lifers trying to, you know, get in front of these petition signers and, are, and saying, hey, you know, be, look at what you're actually signing here, look what this does, you know, if uh, you uh, are pro-life or, you know, you don't think abortion should be legal on demand for nine months. You know, don't sign this. But, you know, obviously when uh, if you have money, typically you can get petition signatures. And, you know, the other side sadly does have a lot of money and a lot of resources to vote to this fight. Uh, but, again, you know, Michigan is, you know, a great pro-life state. I mean, I taught at University of Michigan Dearborn for four years, and I joked that if I want to go to a pro-life banquet every month, I probably could have done so. Between the mm-hmm. local right to life chapters, uh, the pregnancy centers, the 48th Your Life campaigns. Right. Uh, I think it's the state where pro-lifers are the most organized. Uh, we just again need to, you know, do what we have to do? Go door to door, you know, do the grassroots stuff, phone bank. Uh, it's not glamorous or fun or pleasant, but it does work. So I just think we need a very strong, you know, grassroots effort. And I think, again, I think this is something we can win. I really think I love the way you end this on a positive note, encouraging sign. Just let me read the closing paragraph of this article. By the way, we'll post the link to Michael's article on thefederalist.com at our uh, archive section at AveMariaRadio.net for Catholic Connection. That said, pro-lifers need not despair. Since the Dobbs decision, numerous state-level laws have taken effect protecting thousands of pre-born children. Furthermore, a recent report by the Guttmacher Institute finding that in 11 states where pro-life laws were in effect, 43 abortion facilities are no longer performing abortions. Overall, Guttmacher predicts that protective pro-life laws will eventually be effect in 26 states. As such, pro-lifers need not despair. Indeed, post-op pro-lifers have some great opportunities. We should redouble our educational service and legislative efforts to protect both women and pre-born children. So we can't focus on the negative and we can't despair because we are a people of hope. I think this is really important. When you're talking about 43 abortion facilities no longer performing abortions, and protective pro-life laws eventually will be in effect. And this is according to the Guttmacher Institute, which is considered the research arm of Planned Parenthood, in 26 states. That is huge, Michael. No, absolutely. And if your listeners want more good news, I have more good news. Yay, I, please. I talk to some friends of mine at uh, Heartbeat International. 
And uh, if you're not familiar with Heartbeat, they run a organized a chain of uh, pregnancy help centers. Mm-hmm. They said their hotline uh, for pregnancy help has received a 15% increase in calls since Dobbs. So Praise a 15% God. increase in serious increase of pregnancy help since Dobbs. They also told me more than half of their pregnancy help centers are seeing more clients. So after Dobbs, you know, we see more women who are interested in, you know, pursuing life-affirming options offered by good pregnancy help centers like Heartbeat and not, you know, submitting to abortion. So, again, we're passing laws in the states. I think 10 states are abortions banned. I think there's four more where pre-born children are protected after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. Uh, pregnancy help centers are seeing more people. You know, the future is ours. We just mm-hmm. have to grab it. Yeah. And, and again, I think always going out there with love and, and, and despite the attacks that are, that are coming at us, that we respond with love and, and help. And that's what we've been doing for, for 50 plus years, even before Roe, Roe v. Wade was uh, in effect. Michael, thanks so much. And where can we find, we're going to put the link to the archive at AveMariaRadio.net, but where do we go to find your latest article? Uh, sure. Every time I write something, uh, go to my Twitter account. My Twitter handle is at Michael underscore J underscore new. That's at Michael underscore J underscore new. Michael, thank you. His uh, recent article just appearing in The Federalist, and we'll also have a link, as I mentioned, at the uh, archive at AveMariaRadio.net. Pro-lifers need not despair over Kansas abortion setback, and here's why. It's a very, very good summary, and it should give you a lot of hope because we are a people of life and a people of hope. It is almost uh, 49 minutes past the hour. I want to make a comment on the beautiful gospel message for today, and then we'll wrap up a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Now is a great time to learn about CMF Curo as a pro-life Catholic health care option for your family. You can join any time throughout the year. Plus, you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your health, spirit, mind, and body. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. Have you heard the latest and greatest travel news? One more reason to join us on our premier Tease Italy pilgrimage, La Dolce Fide, or the Sweetness of Faith, this November 6th to the 14th. Hi, it's Teresa Tamio, and yes, it's an unbelievable price, some $3,600 for a seven-night lamb package, including Assisi, Orvieto, Rome, and much more. But now, and here's the latest and greatest news, no reason to worry about having to test to come back home. All testing requirements dropped. No vaccination, no testing, an incredible opportunity to visit tombs of the great saints such as Francis, Claire, Blessed Carlos Acutes, and so much more, except those tests. So call Corporate Travel now, 800-727-1999, or visit us online, AveMariaRadio.net, on our travel page. Call now. The trip is filling up, 1-800-727-1999. Hope to see you in Bella Italia in November. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Well, we're having a beautiful Friday morning. 
Welcome back. Catholic Connection wrapping up our Friday morning edition on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget to check out all of our great resources. You heard all the terrific information and programming coming up, as Doug Keck explains every Friday morning on our Inside Word. And make sure you check it out on EWTN.com. And also, uh, don't forget our resources at AveMariaRadio.net. I love the gospel message for today, and I think so many of us, if we are reading this for the first time, or at least I know when I really started to to read scripture and take a look at um, these verses really in depth, it's it's kind of, um, it really is overwhelming, and sometimes it can be confusing because you scratch your head and you say, what in the world does the Lord mean by this? Because it sounds like it's the opposite, or you know, like this, this strange mixture of, of uh, yes and no. It's really important to kind of dive in and, and, and look at the Catholic teaching and what it says about particular verses. So in the Gospel today, it's in the Gospel of Matthew, and I'm going to be talking about this a lot in my um, testimony tomorrow morning. I'm doing two talks for Peachtree City, Georgia Parish of Holy Trinity. First one is from Secular Anchor to Media Evangelist. The second one is um, 10 Things My Mother Taught Me About Living a Godly Life, which is a lot of fun. I think the ladies will enjoy it. But this Gospel is where Jesus is telling us in Matthew, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever who wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? So this sounds odd when you first hear it, right? So we have to lose our life to save it. Okay, what does that mean? Well, lose your life in a very good way. Getting lost in the arms of Christ. And as Rosie Posey used to say, which is one of my messages for tomorrow, offer it up to God and put it at the foot of the cross. In other words, give yourself over to him. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's every single day, this surrender, this yes. And when you truly do that, step by step, God is going to take you to amazing places. Doesn't mean we're not going to have suffering because we live in a fallen world. Doesn't mean that everything is going to be, you know, perfect. Again, because this is earth. This is not our home. This is not heaven. We're pilgrims on a journey. But true happiness, and I've learned this, only comes from following God's will, not your will, not our will. Now, it doesn't mean that what you desire is a bad thing, okay? But it may mean that God has a different plan or is going to take the plan that you have and apply it differently, than you expected and in a much bigger and better way. And trust me, I know when you're going through it, it seems like what in the world is going on? And you want to say, as the great St. Teresa of Avila, first female doctor of the church, said, Lord, if this is the way you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few. But that's okay if we question and we say, Lord, help, SOS, I don't understand. Step by step, you just keep going and you keep saying, your will, not mine, be done. And this is what I've learned, and I've, especially the point I want to make tomorrow to the ladies at Holy Trinity in Peachtree City, Georgia. Isn't that a pretty name for a city? Peachtree City. Anyway, is that it's an ongoing journey. I didn't realize that. I thought, okay, I'll give myself over and whatever you want me to do. And then God put me back in the secular media after I had my first come to Jesus moment. I thought, hey, yeah, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. I'm going to do what I want to do, and this is great, and I'll get the whole newsroom to be Catholic. Well, that wasn't God's plan for me. And I was totally confused and banging my head against a brick wall because I'm like, what is going on? It was right after I said this very profound prayer and surrendered, at least I thought I was surrendering. I was in a, at a certain level, but I wasn't totally surrendering. 
God did put me back in the secular media after I had a painful removal from a previous very prominent position. And he let me work in the secular media for several more years. But then I started to realize that I was a fish out of water because my priorities were changing, my interests were changing. And yet at the same time, often the devil that we know is much more comfortable and easier to accept than the devil we don't know. I couldn't see myself doing anything else but specifically news reporting. But then gradually, slowly, God started to show me what was out there and what he had planned for me. And every day, even though I've been doing this show now, it'll be 20 years in December, I still say, okay, Lord, your will, not mine. Just show me. Just keep taking me along wherever you want me to go. It's this constant surrender. When we lose our life for Christ, we save it. And it is true happiness because God is God and we are not. And Father does know best. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So don't be afraid to lose your life for Christ. It is the best and most important thing you will ever do. Have a great weekend. And to the ladies in Georgia, God willing, see you tomorrow morning. And folks, I'll see you back on a Monday. You've been listening to Catholic Connection on EWTN. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Are you a parent seeking holiness in your vocation while leading your children in the way of virtue? Father Jacob Don Casa from Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving invites you to read his new book called A Spiritual Plan for Families, Preparing Your Home for a Life of Faith, Following the Examples of Saints Who Raised Families. The book includes practical advice on how to create your own family spiritual plan, educate children in the faith, and deal with family adversity. Visit enroutebooksandmedia.com to purchase today. St. Joseph is the patron saint of the home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio's network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. 
Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 